Hey, everybody. Coming up on today's podcast, we have some information uh, about Dodge, how they are really marketing well right now. We're going to prove that to you on this podcast today. Ford got a little jealous because of Dodge. Again, the marketing side of what Dodge is doing. Ford said, hmm, me too. Chevrolet is not going to let Ford get away with anything either. There's a lot of Me Too stuff going to be going on in this podcast today. And uh, we all know who Wolfgang is, Wolfgang uh, Van Halen. He had a name change. And wow, can you believe it, man? Finally, Knight Rider coming to life, life in a GM near you. All of that coming up on today's podcast right after this. Welcome into the Counter Show. My good friend Keith over there and partner in crime of the automotive world and much, much more. How you doing, my friend? Hey, man. Hey, everybody. How's it how's it going? <laughs> man, we're back after another uh, week or two of uh, just putting together um, everything that has transpired in a maybe a two to three week time frame to put this show together. First of all, before we get into any of it, we got to say thank you, thank you, thank you. Keith, my mind is blown at the growth. We have to give a shout out to our podcast listeners and a big, 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 huge thank you so much, man. We are up. This is no lie. We saw the analytics on it. We're up about 150% on listens right now, and that is huge for us. Um, we are loving what we're doing. And apparently you're loving what we're doing too, so we like that. Super weird that you, and I promise everybody, we did not at all discuss this in any way. I, there was no reference to it. There was no uh, subliminal in, encryption happening between the two of us, but somehow we both showed up with the same intent. Uh, yeah, so so oh, to thank, thank you to thank our listeners. Yeah, so I, I have a li I have a list of thank yous that I showed up with. I have, I've actually have three. Three. Okay, it's, it's a list of three. Go ahead, go ahead. In, so in the words of, all, of my good friend Ken, Ken, <laughs> Kenny, Brooklyn Ken. Okay, go, go ahead. So go ahead. I, I've been meaning to do this first one, f so many times. As as Glenn Fry said, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's not the one that, you know, but he coined it. So, yeah. Uh, thanks to Ray Salon, who does our intro music and our outro music. Oh. And if you have not, if you don't know who we're talking about, Google them. It's R-H-A-S-A-L-O-N. And uh, they, I, I want to tell you guys something. They're a metal band, but before you, if metal's not your thing, before you decide you won't give them a listen... There's a reason why bands like Metallica are doing symphony shows now. The metal is there's good content. Just oh, 
Absolutely. Just give it, give it a chance. Go check them out. The band is Race Salon. Thank you guys. If you like what you hear in the intro, that should be enough, or the outro for you to go. Yeah. Hey, I want to check them out. Yeah, I mean they're they're more than just that. They're musicians, man, and you know they love folk music. They love you know good acoustic uh, music. They love symphony. They love all that stuff. They love orchestra, all that stuff. And you know each one of them, each one of those guys have just a unique talent to their own they've been doing it a while they're very big in in south america down in brazil um they do huge festivals outdoor festivals um and so I'm, i don't know if they have anything new coming out i've seen a lot of chatter from those guys so yeah definitely keith thanks for bringing those guys up and go 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 give them a shout and you know if you're an iron maiden fan um you'll like these guys because that's that's where that's that's I would have to say that if I put them if I categorize them in any way shape or form which they're capable of doing anything as you can tell by the music intro and outro music that we have for our podcast um, they're capable of doing anything. yeah yeah so okay and number two on my list of thank yous Jay is uh, you already got to it it's to our listeners we're in a holy cow mode um and <laughs> it's a good kind of problem, but there's so much going on. It's such a great time for us, and it's really good to be doing this, to have gotten in when we got in. Um, I, we couldn't, I couldn't have done it without the audience, the fans, you guys. Thank you for, as I always say, making us a part of your lives. Uh, we mean it. It's it's helped us to be able to do this more and i i i am a huge believer in in life is so short and if you're not doing something that you love you need to reconsider and and i've got a special message towards the end that'll speak to that but yeah um yeah i mean it's it's really it's something we are choosing to do. It, we've never worked harder, but I am having more fun now than I've had the, ever well, in our process. Absolutely. I mean, well, let's face it, Keith. I mean, what we have worked hard at over the last going on nearly five years. Yeah, we're we're getting we're we're at four and a half years into this mission, and um, you know, we we the tools that we wish that we had had when we started and we're saying, gosh, man, I wish somebody did this or somebody did that because you're working so hard at trying to get that next edge. And we're both out there just grabbing as much information as we can at all times to steadily improve the experience for both our listeners and us as part of the process. We're in a great time right now, man. Yeah. And, and that again is, you know why we have stepped on over and started a, a second podcast, which is the AI Chronicles, which you guys can go over and uh, check that out as well. So you'll find some interesting thing there. We'll get into a little bit of that a little bit later, but and anyway, the, the third thank you is, and don't worry, he'll never listen, or the chances of him ever hearing this are virtually nil. But uh, thanks to Sideshot for basically telling me my editing is crap and i can do better and <laughs> uh in all seriousness he has constantly put in front of me things that are that are trending that are um popular 
on the various social channels and I get to kind of study those. And if he wouldn't be around, I probably wouldn't have that that insight. Right. And which is a good insight to have because it's a different demographic than than what we would normally think about, you know, maybe getting into. But I think that there's a lot left on the table for podcasters if you just ask the right questions or have some of that insight from, say, a younger audience that you may not be presenting yourself to. So it really kind of helps us stay relevant on a number of levels. Um, now, let's just face it, Sideshot's a unique individual. Um, he's uh, very uh, intuitive, very smart. Uh, he totally loves the automotive industry. He loves he loves cars. He loves gadgets. So, of course, he's into all this stuff. So, yes, I thank him, too. So there you go. Yeah, so wow. thank you. Yeah, thank you, guys. Yeah. I'd like yeah, to thank yeah. the Academy. Um, if he listens, I will be surprised. You're right, yeah. I'd like to thank the Academy, too. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Jay... Before we get into the uh, the hilarity that will ensue over some of this, some of these discussion points that we have, I've got a bone to pick with a few Hollywood personalities, if I may. Just just a few. Well, one in particular. It's Ryan Gosling, and he's ruining my life. Why is that? Um. Do you remember the show The Fall Guy? I do remember that show very well. So, speaking of, I really do believe they were ahead of their time with that show. Speaking of things and shows and content that's ahead of its time. Right. What a fascinating, like, you had a, you had a guy uh, that drove around in, the, like, a GMC, uh, I forget the, it was the GMC version of the Silverado. It had a lift kit. It was, you know, kind of the early days of. Of you mean on are you, you mean the uh, the SUV you talking about like the no it was a it was a brown GMC pickup truck that he drove around that was his personal vehicle oh, okay well it's a Sierra that's just a yeah, GMC Sierra yeah. not and a Silverado yeah 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 it was the GMC version of the yeah the Silverado yeah. I mean back then I don't, this was eighty uh, yeah it's a high Sierra is what they call yeah, it yeah right that's it that's it and yeah. so um. I mean, in between his stuntman work, he was basically Dog the Bounty Hunter. I mean, right? He was yeah. he was going after people that skipped out on their bail. Okay, mm. and there was money God, in is that. that. Yeah, is that dude, dude still doing that? Is that his dog still? Does uh, dog still have a dog in this fight? Friend of mine passed. Took took. He ran into him at the airport the other day. So <laughs> I, I don't know if he was on a you know hot on the trail or whatever. But I. I just feel like there was so many great things about that show. I think it ran for like five seasons. It was entertaining. I mean, yeah, yeah it had the campiness of the 80s. You know, all shows had that. But yet they had great stunts. They had great like storylines. And there were so many great. It was like Cops 2.0 And yeah, the $6 million man. man like, you know, headlining it. Mm -hmm. And he sang the theme song. And it was kind of a one-hit wonder. I mean, there's just so many great things about that show, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was, you know, in the theme song talking about, you know, he was always disappointed at the end because his leading lady would end up kissing some other guy, right? And yeah. so yeah. I just, and here we go with Ryan Gosling. It's not enough that he has to go mess with Roadhouse. Um, yeah. There's a Fall Guy movie coming, and guess who the star is? You're kidding me, man. I'm pissed, man. This has got to stop. Ugh. Man, you know what? Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you. <laughs> right? Seriously, I, I, Ryan Gosling? Yeah. 
Yeah. Stop right. it, man. You are ruining my life. Yeah. This is has got to stop. Go find something original. And what is it you like to say, Jay? Innovator, go home. Innovator, go home. Yeah. A Fall Guy yeah. movie. I just, I don't know. Am I alone in this? Is it okay well, to do a remake on, you know? Um, I, I don't. For something like that, I, I don't know. I don't know that it could be as good as the first one. You know. Now there was question about, for example, we just had this discussion on a recent podcast about me finally getting out there and seeing Top Gun Maverick. And, you know, everybody was like, after, you know, after decades, the the sequel comes out from the original Maverick. And, you know, the question was, would it work? And my God, did it ever, right? Sure. So if they take that approach. that's the same people, right? Right. I'm asking that if they do this, please don't make it cheesy, man. Uh... Don't make it cheesy, dude. Did you see I the mean, A-Team movie? I didn't. I had a hard enough time with the A-Team, dude. I mean, I watched it. Uh, Mr. T was funny. You know, to me, I I, 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 you know, that was one of those shows that I could take it or leave it. A few of the characters I enjoyed watching, they were funny. And, you know, Mr. T, I think, has showed up on, like, some, like, GPS voices. Like, oh, right yeah. turn, fool! You yeah. know? Stop! Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, just... Stuff like that's funny, but I, I don't know, man. We'll, we'll, yeah, I, I I did not see the A Team movie. Well, it was a different um, cast. You know, Liam Neeson uh, was in it. Bradley Cooper was in it. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, okay. You know, it's no Ocean's Eleven remake. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, right? I okay. So where I guess I guess the question is, where do you draw the line? Because clearly, some things are okay to remake. Some things have been arguably better than the original. But oh, I, I agree. Do we really need? I don't, uh, you know, you could argue that it's introducing this this concept to a new generation. That's probably true. Could be, you know, um, you know, there. You, you remember a comedian? Uh, her name was Paula Poundstone. Yeah. One of her, one of her jokes, you know, during her stand-up routine. It's so true, man. It's so true. And I think this may apply here. Do you know why parents are asking or adults are always asking children what they want to be when they grow up? Do you know why? I'm all ears. Because we're running out of ideas. Okay. Yeah, there, there you, you go. go. Yeah. So I think that might be, I think Paula may have been on the cutting edge of understanding where we were going in the future. So here we are 20 plus years later. Yep. Um, so on, on that remake stuff, Let's talk Picard. Where you at on your Picard stuff? I'm current. Are you current? Oh man, like, dude! Like, like like last week's episode. Yep. You're you're in episode five, right? I read a theory. Shoot. This is the cool part about being caught up. Yes, is you can kind of read theories and Spoiler you know alert. it's not. Um, no one else has seen the next episode or the next three episodes. I think there's three left. So. Um, any of these theories at this point are just theories, but oh boy, I read a really good one. And I don't know that I want to um I, I don't know that I want to spoil this for anyone. Well, actually by the time this podcast comes out. Hey, let me just let me just say There'll this. Be this two will blow episodes, your mind. maybe. Okay, go ahead. There is a theory floating around. And I, I won't go into the details. You can draw your own conclusions here. Locutus of Borg may not be done yet. Ooh. 
We may not have seen the last of Lucas. No way. You think? Okay. This will be interesting. Very interesting. I love I love Picard. This this season is has been fantastic. If you were a um next generation fan, you have got to watch Picard. Period. From the mm-hmm. first episode to from the first season to now, they may be ending after this season. We don't know yet. We are hearing rumors that Strange New Worlds will be. Now, if you're an original Trekkie fan, you know, the Captain Kirk years, um, then you'll really like Strange New Worlds. I mean, it oh. is like so, yeah. so much like that. And But it's Pike and uh, Captain Pike, and I, which is pre-Kirk. So there you yeah, go. Yeah, he was my the, he, the first captain of the original Enterprise, for those of you right. who don't know. Yeah. So, so okay, we're talking about remakes, right? Yeah. I'm going to throw this one in here now because I think we should. Okay. Um, we all we all love Van Halen. What, no matter what version of it was, the Hager years or or Hagar years or the Roth years, mm-hmm. I think it's just a moment in time where you came in when you you started loving Van Halen. Keith and I will agree on. A couple of things about both generations or both versions, which is Eddie, Michael, and Alex were the consistent part of that. Did Hager make them better or was Roth better? That's an argument you must have amongst yourselves. I think that they gained more commercial success with Hager. Um but the hardcore Van Halen fans are going to say, gosh, you know, ain't talking about love and, you know, uh, uh, In a Simple Rhyme, uh, Romeo, you know, just anyway, stuff like that. Great, great stuff. But Eddie passed away. Unfortunately, we lost the master. But his son, Wolf, picked up where he left off. Now, he could have chosen to do a couple things here. He could have chosen to be like Dad. He could have chosen to go be the guitar player for Van Halen after his dad left and carry on the that moniker. But he chose to be him, be himself. Okay? I'm bringing this up because he is not a remake of anything, listeners. If you haven't heard Wolf Van Halen's material, you need to go do yourself a favor and go listen to it because it is valid as hell. So the it band is, is um it's called It's Mammoth WVH. There you go. Yeah. Which Mammoth was the original name chosen for Van Halen way back when. And um, you can search then, iTunes right now and find the you'll, you'll find his it. albums out there. Or, but uh, I got it to Apple Music, sorry. I just dated myself. Back in my hey. day they Ooh, called it iTunes. <laughs> but here's the deal, man. It's like we know, Keith and I know, because we live in this 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 realm as well of trolls and people who just have nothing good to say about anything. Um, I, I'm so sorry for you people uh, that that feel the way you feel sometimes and feel the need to go pick on someone or that anybody's actually listening to your damn opinion. Um, that's just my point. That's my opinion. But this came out and Wolf just released a new single from his new album that's going to be coming out soon. Um, he had a guy after he posted the song that says, um, where is it? Oh, here it is. Ah, I gotta see it. 
I got it right here. This was a Twitter. Read it. Read this that. It's a, a Twitter. And I, I got the rebut. He got into the Twitter wars. Uh, yes. Which this is one of the reasons that I love Twitter, Jay, is because yes. you you get you get content like this and it's entertaining. And for whatever reason, now it's not pulling up on my screen either. But um, well, basically, the guy tells Wolf that, "Hey, man, you know why don't you go be your own instead of using the mammoth." Van Halen, you know, or the Van Halen name, the moniker. Uh, your dad didn't have any of those coattails to ride on. Basically, you know, just basically making that jerk statement that that Wolf was in some way, shape, or form, you know, abusing the band name. And right. the, that that is, you are so ill advised on knowledge of anything person who, who wrote this and he took a lot of heat over it. Um, Wolf simply came back and he is the master at this stuff. He simply comes back and says, um, actually I have it right here. Here's what the guy says. If a person wants to make a name for themselves, they wouldn't take advantage of their famous father's last name and band name. His father and uncle didn't have that. Everyone in the band didn't have that. Matter of fact, the majority of current and former bands and singers didn't have that. Well, Wolf comes back and basically says, Van Halen is literally my fucking name, you grape. That is the best well, comeback. And then tell him and so then tell everybody more. how then he proceeded to post a Twitter poll where he goes, Well, what should my new name be? I'll change it. And he it was Wolf Wolfgang Led Zeppelin. Um Wolfgang ACDC. Right. Wolfgang. And right. He, he had a poll, right? And had Posted people pick out. And I think Led Zeppelin was trending. Now, now, Jay, this is going to surprise you. I'm not saying I'm taking this other guy's side, but I can see his point. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is. You just drew another down. hater, dude. I mean, mark this day down in history, but I, I can actually see this guy's point. And, and so Nicolas Cage, who I am not a huge fan of, as probably our fans that listen to this show know, because I just feel like, I don't know, I'm not going to say anything negative, but he's not. Okay. But anyway, we're, we don't even need to get into why I'm not a huge Nicolas Cage fan. The point is, you know that that's not his real last name, right? Correct. I know that. Yes. Nicolas he, he Cage a... is a nephew of Francis Ford Coppola. His last Correct. name is Coppola. Okay. Correct. I understand. He chose that. Cage for several reasons, one of which being that he wanted to prove he could do the whole acting thing on his own without leveraging the family name. Right, right. So okay. I'm thinking that Wolfie's missing the point here, which is yes, we know it's your last name, but if you go with Wolfgang Doofenshmirtz, you have to completely make it from scratch. Because there is no, I, I do think that he did get access to record deals, to notoriety because of that family name. And I think the point this guy is trying to make is if you take the same content and you remove all references to who this kid is and where he came from, wow, does grapes, it get... grapes, grapes grow in bunches, don't they? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I think that I think you're wrong. I, I think that that's unfair to Wolf. And here's why I say that. In in the, the the in the comparison that you're you're giving here, 
Nicholas Cage was trying to make a name for himself before he, as he was getting into acting. He was not even in the picture, if you will. Okay. Wolf, Wolf was part of the media, the press, all that stuff, all of his entire life since he was born. Okay. He has been known as Wolf Van Halen. There was That's a, who he is. There was a famous... Okay. Actually, I can think of two now. What do you want to call it? Should he just be called the, the, the artist formerly known as? Doofenshmirtz. Oh, that's already taken. Sorry. So, um, there was an artist in our era <laughs> that released an album under the name Evitz Red Now. Do you, do you know okay. about this? No. And the... The reason he did it, and you can go look on Apple Music, and we might put a link in the mention on the podcast page, and you can go listen to it. And if you listen to it, you're going to go, well, that sounds a lot like Stevie Wonder. In yeah, fact, okay. if it's read now, backwards, spell Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. And why did he do that? To prove that the music could stand on its own. That it yeah. didn't need to be, because he had this amazing record recording contract and he could just release whatever he wanted and he was getting people thought favoritism so what what when was that released oh man uh like i'm going late 60s early 70s without knowing okay this is 2023 okay they didn't have social media they didn't have all the stuff that wolf has to deal with just to make it as an artist out there and so i i have to be on wolf's side here i love what i mean let me read what his full response was 1968 okay well so you want to go, go chris right? gaines different, different that's man you talk, are you talking about garth yes the whole garth brooks th brooks thing both of those were flops both of them well yeah but it was garth i mean oh but he is like one of the biggest selling artists of that era and he releases an album under the name chris gaines and it flops yeah, well, okay, so that that failed, right? That didn't work for him, right? Yeah. It's the same thing happened to Stevie Wonder. I'm just saying. Okay, okay. The guy makes a valid point. I I don't know if he does. He he makes a point, but I'm not real sure that it applies here in this particular, in this particular situation. Wolf says in final, you guys understand Van Halen is literally my name, like way before it was a band, right? That good old American rock and roll you love so much was written by a Dutch immigrant named Edward Lodwick Van Halen. Not some dude changing his name to sound cool and rock and roll yeah. and shit. I, he yeah. doesn't get it. He doesn't understand the guy's point. Do you think so? Okay, well... Bon Jovi is John Bon Jovi. It's Bon Jovi, but... It's, it's Bon Jovi. Yeah, but right. still. That, I mean... That's a different... That's just be... <sighs> I'm telling you, dude. It's the, Bon Jovi with a J because G-O-V... Would not have worked. If it's if, marketing, dude, I'm that, telling you. If that kid goes in as Wolfgang von Doofenshmirtz and tries to pitch, uh, it's good. I've listened to it. I like it. I'm not saying the the the, the product he's putting out isn't great. I'm. Saying I think he should just call himself Wolfchild. He got himself a leg up with a Y because of the last name. Yes, I know it's his last name. That's the point. Yeah, but. He was also the bassist for Van Halen for a couple of tours. Yeah. I mean, dude, I mean, what else does he have to prove here? All right, let me say this, guys. This will probably be the first and last time that Keith and I disagree this much on something. I am definitely not on his page with this. Keith is not on my page, so there you go. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. I... Uh, 
kudos to Wolfie and and uh, apparently Keith is kudos to the guy making the point. Um, I, I'm not so. saying I agree with the guy. I'm just saying it's not a great. It's not the crazy point that that is is being presented by Wolfgang. It's Wolfgang's name. It's his last name, okay. man. It's then, literally his last name. Then he can go release another album without his name on it at all. And we'll yeah, see how that's it what does. I just said. Call him Wolfchild or something. Just call yeah. it Wolf. No, you, know? you gotta you gotta be completely obscure. You gotta be like Doofenshmirtz, von Stiepeldorgan. <laughs> All right, man. Right? Okay. All right, everybody. Please leave a comment. Uh, <laughs> let us know what Wolf Van Halen should now be named. He renamed himself Wolfgang Led Zeppelin. Uh, his Twitter handle even changed to that for a while. I don't know if it still is or not, but um, you might go check out Wolf Van Halen out there and see if he's 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 still Wolfgang Van Halen. I mean, Wolfgang Van Halen or either Wolfgang Led Zeppelin. So there you go. Whew, now that that's I over. I mean, why doesn't he just rename himself to Ryan Gosling and release an album? And let's see how Exactly. That a remake. Yeah, there you go. That's what we need. <laughs> Another remake, man. Yeah. Um, wow. Okay. So uh, now let's get into some really, really, really interesting and funny car Wait, stuff. Wait, that was interesting and funny. Are you saying it wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't entertaining? We're, we're going to feel- chat about some, some vehicles. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so um, we all SEMA SEMA show this year, this past fall. Keith and I were there. You can go check out our videos uh, from the SEMA show. Oh, we have a actually a SEMA um, playlist. Uh, you can go check that out over there at uh, youtube.com forward slash parts kind of gurus. You can probably check our our Facebook and all of our other socials. Uh, there'll be some clips there from it as well, but. One of the things that I thought was really interesting, Keith made a very valid point and saw saw the opportunity for us to do a shoot a real quick segment about what Dodge was doing at SEMA uh, this past November in 2022, and they had made a big push into we're going to be putting EVs out. Um, you know, we got so many coming down the pike. Uh, we're getting rid of the um, internal combustion engines. And they they started they killed off the SRT team. Um, they released some vehicles in 2021 and said that that'll be the last one. Um, they'll never make them again. And when Keith and I were at SEMA, we're looking at their display and we're going, "What are they up to, man? This makes absolutely zero sense." They had every gas engine model in their lineup, and I say model, I'm talking muscle cars and some of their SUVs and trucks with these huge um, Hellcats in them. It was uh, intentionally loud, it, like, you know. Yeah, it yeah. was. They were drag. They had, you could you could drag race in a full-size um, uh, Challenger. Pretty cool stuff. We really enjoyed that. Uh, we just thought it was amazing. They spent a ton of money, but we, were, we, we, we thought, well, how how is this how is this working? If they just announced they're killing it all off, why are they here with every gasoline powered engine they have? Well, apparently they have some sort of strategy that we're we're not aware of, and it uh, it starts with the letter M and it's called marketing. And um, they're getting pretty damn good at this, wouldn't you say? They are. They may have just crossed a line, though. Uh, I think so too. On yeah. this one, yeah. So. Um, do we talk about the line cross first, or do we talk about the mark? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. We talk about the line cross first because I think the other part is a makeup for that. Okay. That's my opinion. So, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Bring, okay, uh, so 
That's a first. There's a lot of firsts in this show today, guys. Whoopee! (laughs) Hey, we told you all that we were going places. (laughs) We we are going places. We're going so quick we can't keep up. But um, back in uh, 2021, the Durango, the Dodge Durango SRT Hellcat uh, was supposed to be a single-year model. Um, It was limited to just 3,000 units. Um, and because it was limited to that, uh, and it was on sale during a time when the car market was just absolutely crap, um, uh, people who wanted to be the first with the Durango uh, had to pay a large, large sum of money for that yep. over MSRP. So in other words, that's just kind of how the, the collector market works. When the, 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 the limitation on number yes. of units sold increases the value of any yep. vehicle, period. So I have personal experience with this. I bought a 2014 Ultimate Edition Toyota FJ, and it was a limited production run. It was 2500 ever made, and there's a badge or placard on, inside of it that says so. And right. Toyota did some things to that model that made it special. It had a special paint that they never used before or after it uh in terms of the color it had some upgrades on it and 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 a lot of that was to the overlanding capabilities of the vehicle they it made it it was essentially the most overland capable fj they ever made right and it was announced as such it was called the ultimate edition it was their parting gift if you will to the enthusiasts and when i it was a pre-order situation I debated over that heavily because back in like 2013, 12, when I started looking into it, that was not really done like it is now. Mm -hmm. And I went, do I do this? I mean, I know they're going to just drag me through, right? And that's exactly what, I mean, I literally would get, like I would call these dealers up and go, I want to pre-order one. And the guy would go, what color do you want? And I'm like, well, that's a good start considering it only comes in one color. Um, so you have no idea what I'm talking about next. Um, but (laughs) a lot of the dealers marked it up and they had a term for it. They called it, um, I forget what they, the term that they use, but it was basically a rarity fee. Right. Right. And they, they marked it up over sticker. Now I ended up not, I found a dealer that would, didn't do that to me, but a lot of them did. Yeah. And the same thing happened here with these Durangos. A lot of them, as they pointed out, the buyers had to pay over sticker mm-hmm. for this super rare Hellcat Durango. Right. Yeah. It, you know, and this is not unlike what Ford or Ford dealers were doing during the Bronco rollout, where they were jack- because yeah. of the limited number of the units that were physically out there. Same way with the with the Corvette, um, people were waiting so long. Not it's not that they weren't expected to produce more, but people just couldn't get their hands on. So the dollar value went up, and you know it becomes to put it in layman's terms, a classic car or a rare car. While the market can dictate a base level price, yep. You have to understand they're worth what people are willing to sure. pay for them. It's so you can't necessarily grab a figure out of the air. If Jay Leno wants it real bad, he's got enough money where he could probably throw another five hundred thousand on top of it, and he would do it if he yeah, wanted it that bad. That's a good point. Why were why were dealers getting, um, you know, five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars over the price of a Bronco because somebody's willing to pay that. 
And I watched all these social media threads of people like ripping them a new one going, hey, man, this is highway robbery and blah, blah, blah. And they they didn't care because the fact of the matter is somebody will value it that much. They'll go pay that. Here's the deal. You want a Corvette? I have one and it's for sale and this is how much it will cost. Right. If you don't want this one, sure, you can wait another year. And you can get yours at, at yeah, MSRP. Sure. And that's the whole way that worked. The problem you have here, though, is I think I think the loyal Dodge fan of this vehicle felt like they were robbed well, of the opportunity from a collectible standpoint to increase the value over time. So yeah, so to be clear, there was there's a class action lawsuit going on right now yes. because there was a lot of wording and communication that apparently came out of Stellantis that said forever. This will be right. your last chance to own one forever. Right. Which again ties back to what we said about SEMA. What are they doing here if they're not bringing this stuff back or whatever, you know? And right? then in 2023, they're bringing it back. Yep. Yep. And, um, it had a consequence, man, for the people. It has a consequence for the people that paid uh, a ton of money for the 2021 models. Um, and here's what they say. Uh, if the buyers had known that the car would come back, they may not have paid as much, some of them, as n- nearly as much as $115,000, or they wouldn't have purchased it all. That's that's. See, and, that's what people collectors go for. They go yes. for the rarity. Yeah, absolutely, man. And... And they're they're basically telling Dodge in the lawsuit, um, they want compensation because by Dodge re-releasing in twenty three or releasing more of these, if you will, it affects their value. Your it, it's kind of like printing money. You're reducing. There's no scarcity anymore. Right. Mm -hmm. Supply and demand. There's more of them now to be had. The value of the ones available goes down. Right. Now, if I'm Stellantis or Dodge, um, you got a couple of things that that are in this lawsuit. And what the plaintiffs are seeking in this matter are um, looking for compensation for what they had to pay over MSRP or they want production halted. Now, you think about this. I think that they have much more to gain by keeping the production going and reaching out to those 3,000 people, that's good marketing. Let me ask you a question, Jay. Sure. When I was reading this, mm-hmm. I had this thought. Does this feel at all to you like the Ford Pinto situation? <laughs> Where Ford's bean counters looked at it and said, we know we're going to get sued. We know there's going to be a certain number of accidents. But we estimate the total amount of those lawsuits to be this much. Right. And the profitability margin, if we continue right. doing it this way, is going to be way more. Right. Does this feel like that to you? Do you think it's calculated? Without a, without a, yes, it is calculated, but without a safety issue at hand, of course. But yes, I do feel this. I think that again, we, you and I looked at each other at SEMA, going, "What are they doing here, man? There's something odd going on here with their marketing." Um, I don't think they're out of this yet. I really don't think they're out of it. You even said that in the video. Guys, I'm telling you, go over to youtube.com forward slash parts counter gurus and find that video. And it's on the SEMA playlist where Keith, he lays it out. This is back in November questioning. I don't think we're done yet here, guys. There's no way. I hate to say I told you so. So 
is this a calculated move and it's a little bit nefarious or are they just not paying attention to detail is it an accident and it's an oops our marketing team didn't catch it no i i don't think it's an accident i think it's intentional i think that in this day and time, somebody at Stellantis, somebody at Dodge realizes the power of controversy in this market. It's going to drive sales. Okay. That's, that's, that's my thought on it. How is it going to do that? Well, what else did they say they were going to get rid of? The SRT team was gone, right? They disbanded it. They right. were going to spread it amongst Stellantis, and there was no more SRT team. So let's let's glide on into what I feel is the is the compensator for... Maybe that aspect of it, they realize that there's a lot more time ahead of us in the gasoline engine world, mm-hmm. and they may have jumped the gun too quick with some do-all, end-all comments that they made. And I think that this is their way of coming back just to kind of test the waters a little bit, just to see. You know they will sell out of this, so let's let's go ahead and talk about it. Uh, Dodge just announced that they're going to be putting out a very limited production of the 2023 Dodge Challenger SRT Demon. Um, 170 uh, orders open March the 27th. So that's like now, right? Yes. Here's how much they cost. And I love this. Again, let's talk about marketing. 2023... Dodge Challenger SRT Demon MSRP at $96,666. That's excluding markup. That's excluding markup. I mean, yeah. Only 3,000 will be built. 300 planned for Canada. But there's an agreement that they have to make with Dodge in order to own one of these. They'll have to sign a waiver acknowledging the car's extreme performance. Um, and honestly, that's probably equal parts marketing to make it exclusive and equal and, and some legal stuff too, because it is insane power. And if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to, you're going to wrap it around a tree. Yeah, but that's not worse. the only perk. That's not, this is not all they get, man. Okay. So they get a uh, they get a special package. Um, they'll get a demon themed decanter set that comes in a special box that has their name on it, as well as their vehicle identification number on it, their VIN on it. The box also has a demon one hundred and seventy badge, uh, a unique illustration that will be on the side or the top cover or whatever inside top cover. Um, it's got drinkware in it. It includes uh, a devilish decanter, they say, with glasses, as well as a demon branded, as w- as demon branded coasters and whiskey cubes. Um, I gotta have one of those, man. But you gotta okay. buy one of these to get one of those. Okay. First of all, all 170 of these are gonna sell out. The question is, are well, all three thousand, three thousand. It's a it's a oh. demon 170. Yeah. Yeah. My sorry. Apologies. Sorry. My bad. Yeah. Um, even three thousand, they're gonna go. The question yeah. is, are they all just going to go to YouTubers? <laughs> right? <laughs> this is true, man. Now, this is true because there's some, there's some wealthy YouTubers out there, man. This is straight up car, Call of Duty marketing. Um, so 15-ish years ago, game developers started doing this thing where it was like, we're going to do pre-releases. 
which is basically a pre-order for cars. Mm-hmm. And you could pre-order, and they saw that as a way to guarantee sales. Like, they could project, hey, we're going to sell this many copies based on pre-orders. And then they would sweeten the pot. They would go, well, the game's going to be $50, but if you get the ultimate supreme extreme mega pro, you know, hyper awesome version, it's seventy five ninety nine. But we'll throw in a little like Call of Duty webcam that works that you can hook to your go kart or something, right? right. I mean, I'm telling right. you, like, and I've done these, and they'll give right. you some extra like character skins and stuff. And so, Dodge's marketing team has taken that same philosophy and said, those people now are old enough that some of them have disposable income, and they're going to go spend a hundred grand on a Challenger, and right. we'll throw in a nice decanter set. And I'll bet you it'll help boost the sales. I bet it does. But the other thing they get too, man, which is so crazy, they get a um, an opportunity to um, uh, go to the uh, SRT Experience class at the Radford Racing School in Chandler, Arizona. That's part of it as well. Now I would do that just to do it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have to sign the waiver, like I said, acknowledging the unique characteristics of the Demon 170 as a purpose-built street legal production drag car, basically. Um, it's a fast beast. It is. We know it. We knew well, that. Oh, it's early over hundred hundred horse or a thousand horsepower. A thousand, yeah. yeah, it's a yeah. thousand twenty-five horsepower. It's unbelievably fast, man. Um, I, you know, more power to them. Uh, put muscle cars while you can. Put them out. Um, you know, and, and again, I, I don't know if they will continue to do these small release or limited edition vehicles like this. They only have a few to choose from, so just keep that in mind. Um, they. They really had some nice rides on the Ram side. Uh, some of those high output engines in uh, those things that were at SEMA as well. So, like I said, I don't think Dodge is done with with gas engines yet for for a little while, man. I, I, there's something about this tells me they might know a little bit more than than okay. us, or or they're just they're just trying to squeeze that turnip as much as they can, man. Right? This is a 2023 model year, right? Yeah. Okay, so it, mm-hmm. people are going to have to start taking delivery of these by summer, I would imagine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Well, goes in production 2023, yes, it would have to be by summer or fall for sure. Yeah. How yeah. long, prediction, it's prediction mm-hmm. time. Yep. How long until we see this decanter set and the backdrop behind some YouTuber on his video channel? You want right. to go first? No, no, I, I'm going to go with, um, where are we at now? We're, uh, summertime, I'm going to say probably July or August. We'll see I'll, that. I'll take June. Okay, you get that soon, huh? <laughs> Dude. Um, what's interesting, though, is when when you said that, I, I immediately thought the same thing, too. That decanter is going to be worth some money to somebody. Um, it's just gonna you know, be yeah. They're they're gonna show they're gonna be showing up on eBay or somewhere, man, or, or just the next you know the bidder, uh, the highest bidder will take that oh. one too. So oh yeah. But anyway, that's uh, that's our take on uh, that. That that was interesting, wasn't it? That was a hell of a ride. Yeah, <laughs> that was a demon ride, man. Jesus, man. That was, oh, gee, in the same. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah pick my uh, pick my angel. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, so. Um, Ford, 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 Ford. Um, 
they don't follow anybody usually, man. But in this particular situation, they are, man. Uh, of course, it's not really. It is kind of unique to them. They they just well. All right, let me let me back up. Ford has something. You, do in I the need process. to make the backup? Beep beep. <laughs> yeah. Beep. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, Yeah. big truck. Yeah. Um, Ford uh, is in the process of patenting something for their for an EV model, or maybe several different EV models, or just across the board in all of their EV models. Um, And I honestly am just like, what a who knows if it'll ever show up in a vehicle? But it's just, I mean, come on, guys, we can be doing something better. But Ford wants to make burnouts in EVs as easy as pushing a button. So, yep. in other words, they have they're in the process of patenting. Well, we've got plaid, we've got ludicrous mode, we've got you know, yeah. why not? I mean, what else has Tesla done? The uh, bioweapon mode on their Model X? Right, right. Why not burnout mode, right? Right, exactly. Now, I mean, Rivian's got tank mode. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, but Rivian had to pull the tank mode, dude. Yeah. Remember? They had to pull it because it just didn't work. Now, the, as far as I can tell right now, really one of the only special interesting features that has worked so far, I think, Outside of what Tesla's doing, and their, well, I mean, their co-pilot's still questionable. We'll get into that a little bit. Um, uh, the, the the one thing is that, I mean, it, it, it just it just ain't working, man. I, I'm sorry. I, I, I just, my my mind is not with it to even go well, any deeper, other than saying that you you you're gonna mash a button, dude. But wait, but wait. Wait. Okay, we already have launch mode. Man, this is going to be a crazy. Like we're gonna, you know, the the opposing episode. There's a guarantee out of this, though. Okay. The guarantee is is that based on the patent design, the vehicle that it will be on will definitely have dual motors. Okay. Yeah, it has to. It has, has to. to. You can't. So what they're talking about doing is basically what I did as a 16 year old in the McDonald's drive thru. <laughs> right. <laughs> Allegedly. <Yeah>. Allegedly. Right. <laughs> In a right. gasoline vehicle. Right, which is, you know, you put the brakes. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm going to make it through this without, or the handbrake. <laughs> and you, right. you stomp on that 357, 351 Cleveland just, just enough to get the <laughs> to get the tires to break loose. <laughs> Can you picture this, Jay? Can you picture young Keith sitting at the, uh, <laughs> yeah. This is just, yeah, right? it's just crazy, man. And it you're is. smoking the tires. But I think, I think. There might be a legitimate use on this, potentially on a Mustang or some unnamed performance vehicle. Maybe they bring the uh, GT back as an EV or something. But if you need to heat up the tires for a race, for a track mm-hmm. day, right? this is a great way to do that quickly. And you you just you're 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 saying exactly what we have said and what our good friend over at AERA has always said. If you want to look at the future of the automotive industry, take a look at what's going on in the performance world today. Yep. Because eventually it's going to make its way into the consumer's so, hand at some in some way, shape, well, or form. Yes. Will will young kids end up in abandoned Kmart parking lots doing burnouts? Probably Dude, red, side shots. Red flags. When I read this and I saw this, I, I red flags popped up all over the place for me about oh boy, if yeah. if, if mom and dad's insurance policy wasn't high enough. Just wait until they ask, 
Does your child own a Ford Mustang Mach-E with burnout feature? Right. So, but the way this is supposed to work, the, the understanding is, is obviously it has, you have to have dual motors and front and rear motors mm-hmm. in order for this to work. Um, it, by, by uh, mashing the button or pressing the button, it, it's supposed to lock the front brakes, allowing the rear to warm up and s- smoke. They'll burn out. Um, but you, there's also a feature that will allow all four to do or back and forth or simultaneously, if you will, um, which is quite interesting to me. Um, why they would do that um, isn't, I mean, unless Keith is 100% correct, the reason that they would do this is because of um, – the performance world, if there's a is if there's a feature that is using being used in Ford Motor Company racing right now on the EV side, you know who knows? Maybe some of the stuff that the Hoonigans were using, I don't know. Maybe it's something they've been testing for a long time and now they're going to patent. Who knows? We, we shall see. So, wow, what a good show, man! Good stuff. There's a lot to talk about. There's never enough time to talk about everything, but this is why we do what we do every week or every other week. Um, every a lot time of good things. We do it. That, yep, pretty much. Um, every, uh, every week is a, is a, is a, is a new week for us. Every day is a new day for us when we're finding things to make your experience better. Again, thank you guys so much for listening to what we do. We love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, I always have a blast doing this stuff. So, wow, that's another one in the wraps, but it is. And, and I said earlier when we, when we started this whole podcast, by the way, everybody, um, one of the best thing we still need your help. Uh, and there, there are two things you can do. We got a new website. We, we'll talk about that next time. Tune in next yeah. time where we talk about our new website. But uh, mm. find the Amazon link on our website. If you're going to do some Amazon shopping, make sure you click the link. Tell a friend. Uh, leave us a leave us a good review on the podcast. If you can't, you know, leave a good review, then you know, best reach out to Jay first, as I like to say. But uh, that really helps promote the show and grow the show. Give us a, a good rating. Um, so we, we kind of started this whole thing with a list of thank yous, and we just you know both want you to know how grateful we are for getting us where we are. And I and I meant it when I said um, this really it's it's more work than it's ever been in terms of the growth of our of our platform. But I'm having more fun than I've ever had doing it, and I really would encourage all of you to try to find something in life that fits those criteria and just don't give yourself the BS uh, restrictions of, well, I'm not qualified or I'm not good enough or I don't know how to. That, that's nothing but just obstacles in your way. Trust me, you you can do it. Uh, I'm starting a new podcast, Jay. It's for self-motivation. Did you know that? No, I'm kidding. Um, Ooh, it, does and, it involve Michael Jordan and a mirror? Right. right. But I, I mean it. And, you know, a, a lot of how we got to where we are now is by just setting all those obstacles and objections aside and just kind of just trying things and watching what happened and then learning from that. I mean, yeah, we no doubt about it. I mean, definitely both of us have learned a ton through this whole process. It's been a lot of fun. Failure is not final. So, um, there's a band, not Wolfgang von Dupinschmertz, but they're called Dirty Heads. Now, I had not heard of Dirty Heads until recently, and um, 
they're on pop radio. You can find them on Apple and they're making the pop charts. And um, they've got a song and there's a really interesting line from the song. And I felt like Dirty Heads kind of hit the nail on the head with this. And it goes a little something like this. Every single day I'm on vacation. If you don't like your life, then you should go and change it. I agree. All right, everybody. Until next time, that is my pal Jay over there. I am Keith. Thank you for making us a part of your lives, and we will talk to you on the next one.